We are Allie and Erica, certified integrative nutrition health coaches in gut and hormone health and the hosts of the podcast, Courageous Wellness. We are committed to destigmatizing conversations in the wellness space and celebrate the experiences and lessons of our guests in pursuit of physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Listen to Courageous Wellness wherever you get your podcasts with fresh episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the Healing Herb Podcast. This is your grief expert and friend, Ashley Lemieux. I think the best place that we can start right now is on a question that so many of you have and that I myself have had, and it's how do I find myself again? It has been two years since my last podcast episode, which is really blowing my mind right now, and so much has changed since then. So much in the aspect of my own personal life, so much in your life, so much in the lives of people all around the world because of the shared heart experience that we all have gone through together that changed how we now are living and experiencing life. And I'm so excited to be connecting with you in this way again. I think a lot of us have felt disconnected from each other over the last few years. You know, the world changed and now we are starting to figure out where we fit back into it again. And I don't know about you, but the change can be really overwhelming and figuring out where I fit in and who I am after so much loss and how do I find myself underneath the rubble of what my life used to be has been something that has taken me on a really difficult and also a really transformative journey. But two years ago, when I recorded my last podcast episode, I was recording to tell you that I was pregnant. I can't believe it's been two years since I have been pregnant, throwing up in my toilet, also so excited for this baby that we were finally going to be welcoming into our family. And also, that pregnancy brought so much anxiety with it because of my previous pregnancy history that I had to let go of things that I just didn't have capacity for anymore. I let go of a lot of work-related things and I shifted where I focused my energy and time in my business so that we could still sustain what we needed financially as a family. But one of the things that I just did not have the capacity for anymore was this podcast and I have missed it so much and I have missed this community so much. And so it just feels like such an honor that through all of the seasons that we have gone through together or whether you have been here for the last decade or this is your first time joining our community, I'm just grateful that you're here and that we get to experience different seasons of life together. And I'm so excited for this one. What has changed in my life the past two years is that I have a 14-month-old baby girl right now, and this season of motherhood has been the greatest gift I could ever receive, and I am doing all that I can to soak it in. I keep wanting to freeze time (laughs) because I just looked at her just the other day, and I was like, I swear Every time that you wake up from your nap, you look like a human who has grown up so much. I just want to 
capture it, but I also am loving just each milestone, being able to experience it with her. I've waited so long for this. My husband's waited so long for this. And it's just been a really sweet season of prioritizing our family and our peace and the time that we get to spend together. Over the course of the last two years, there's also been a big change in my education and and professional life. I graduated with my master's degree in mental health and wellness with an emphasis in grief and bereavement. And I will tell you what, (laughs) finishing that program while pregnant was so hard, but writing my final capstone research with a newborn, I think she was like two to three weeks old. Uh, That was one of the most difficult professional things that I have ever done. And I have no idea how, but I got a hundred percent on that research paper. So I was like, all right, if I can do this, having had not slept at all and going through all of the crazy postpartum hormonal changes, which we will talk about in another episode because I was not prepared for that at all. If I can write this capstone research paper about mental health and wellness and have it make, not only have it make sense, but have it be something that is good and well-received, then I just felt like this is my time to go deeper into these subjects and make the tools that I know and that I have learned both personally and professionally more accessible to you, which is why we are here on this podcast. And, you know, going through not just my own personal experiences in my life surrounding grief and loss and change and rebuilding and joy and and happiness and how that all fits together, but going through my master's degree, it really has opened up a whole new way of being able to connect with you, a whole new way in which I view the world and the people around me. And it's changed what I really want to focus on in this community because so many of us, I I think for a long time, we have told ourselves that we're okay, that we're just going to power through it or just, just get through it. When this season ends, then it's going to feel good again. Or how many times have we told ourselves, just keep pressing through, it's going to get better, but then more hard hits come, or maybe it does get better, but we are so burnt out from the season before, and we didn't have the tools or support or resources that we needed. So we don't feel good because we haven't dealt with that past grief or acknowledgement of how we're even feeling around it. I really feel like this is the time now in life as we are reintegrating back into the world because how we lived before 2020, 2020 is a mile marker of how we lived before cannot be and is not how we live now. We have different focuses. We have different priorities. We've learned things the hard way. A lot of us feel maybe a little bit unsafe because we don't know what to expect for the future or we lost jobs or relationships or things outside of our control and now we're just trying to piece the puzzles back together and I'm so excited to be able to focus on this community of healing and being able to do it together. Research has shown that as we heal as a community, as we have these conversations together, that it 
actually increases the speed at which we are able to find healing, which is why it is so important that we come together and we feel connected again, because at least in my life, and I've seen it in so many people's lives, but I'm just going to speak for myself. The past few years has made me feel really disconnected. I've missed humans. I have felt alone a lot of times, and I'm happy that I don't feel that way anymore. One of the things that grief can also bring is a blow to your confidence. And I know a lot of people are asking me right now, okay, like what made you want to relaunch your podcast now? Why do you feel like it was time? These are different conversations that I've had in my own behind the scenes life. And to be totally transparent with you, the grief and the loss that I went through the past, it's been like eight years, nine years, it really impacted my confidence. It was like when you experience something hard or unexpected, it's as if you're just going along in life, you're doing your thing, and suddenly something just comes and completely derails you. It just knocks you out. It's like lights out and then you wake up and everything is changed. A really common and normal grief response is actually guilt and it's blaming ourselves, wondering if we were to have done something differently, would there have been a different outcome? And this is because our brains actually just want to protect us. And so in order to do that, we tell ourselves, hey, if you would have done something differently or if there would have been a slight change or shift, this hard thing wouldn't have happened. So then we try to take ownership of whatever happened, even though it's not ours to take ownership of. And while guilt is a totally normal response, if it's not acknowledged, if it's not dealt with, it can become a major hit to our confidence in ourselves because we start blaming ourselves for things, which then makes us question and hyper-focus on our decisions because we start not wanting to make the wrong decision. Well, if I do this, what if something bad happens? And that's the story and the cycle that I found myself in the past few years. One of the very first things for me to be severely affected throughout my grief was my confidence in myself to make the right decision. And I started putting so much focus on that that I ended up with more anxiety. I ended up with more self-doubt. And I ended up being really afraid of making choices in a way that I hadn't ever experienced because I didn't want to make the wrong choice. I blamed myself so much for some really big losses that were completely out of my control because my brain, my body, my soul wanted to feel safe in my life again. So the easiest person to blame was myself that it really affected how I viewed myself and the choices I was making. So as I've sat with where I've been and where I am now and the process it took to get here and the ongoing tools it has required, I just knew that it was time again to start having more of these conversations together. I really have been intentional about what I bring into my life, especially as we build this new season as a family with three of us. It's not just me and Mike anymore. There's this sweet little human that we get to raise. And I am very intentional about where my energy goes because my best energy is saved for her and for my husband. And what I have kept coming back to as I've been making these decisions is 
it is time to have these conversations again together as a community because the sharing of our stories, having accessible tools and being able to find words and validation for our feelings is how we heal, which is how the idea of relaunching my podcast with the new name, Healing Her, was born. There's a common question and a struggle that so many people are dealing with right now, and I want you to know that if you have asked yourself this question or if you haven't even been able to identify that this is the feeling that you're having and now you're finding the words and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one, thank you. I just want you to know that you're not alone You haven't done anything wrong. And I believe that there is a very bright and hopeful and exciting future for you still. I get asked this question all the time and it's something I've grappled with myself over and over again. And it's the question of how do I find myself again? Whether it's grief, whether it's postpartum, whether it's trying to find new dreams after old ones crashed, I want you to know that there are ways to feel like you are coming alive in your life again and you are worthy of it, all right? That guilt that we just talked about can tell us a lot of lies, can tell us a lot of things that aren't true about ourselves so that we feel guilty to move forward, but you deserve the joy that was made for you. And I want to be sure that as we're talking about this, that we are all on the same page with grief because it's very common to associate grief with death because that's the universal process of emotions that death brings. But I need you to know and to recognize that grief also comes from so many other ways. And until we validate that, we don't ever know that what we are feeling is actually a part of the grieving process because we've gone through something really hard. So it's not just the death of a person, but it could be the loss of dreams. It could be the loss of ended relationships or friendships or the mourning of a, of your future. It could be infertility. It can be unhealthy relationships with family members you wish were different. It could be the grief that comes from moving to a new place. The list truly goes on forever which means that we all feel it. And even though I don't know the details of your life, I do know that you've experienced some level of grief the last three years because we all sat in and had to adjust our lives in a worldwide pandemic. That brought grief. It ended things that were important to us. It brought feelings of the unexpected, of the unknown. It rise anxiety levels across the world. And I know that you've had grief because of it. And maybe this is one of the first times that you're recognizing that and realizing that. And I just want you to simply give yourself space to acknowledge that you might have been grieving. And if you need additional support for that, I highly encourage you to get it whether it's therapy, whether it's a support group, whether it's confiding in someone who's close with you, who you trust, a lot of us are needing more support and resources right now than we currently have because of the amount of grief that we have been through. And I'm not talking about this to doomsday our lives. I'm talking about this because we have to, because it is a vital part of our healing 
to acknowledge where we're at and then get the support for it so that we can move forward. So it's really no wonder that so many of us are wondering where we fit into life now. Where do we fit into the world? What do you want out of life now? And trying to figure out how to find yourself again because we are different than we were just a couple of years ago for various reasons. Now, to answer that question though, it's important to understand first, why do you feel like you've lost yourself in the first place. It helps me so much when I have the words that make sense as to why I'm feeling a certain way. Language to me brings so much healing. So instead of feeling anxious and defeated, knowing there are actual reasons behind my feelings helps me identify the root of the problem, the root of where I need to focus on, the reason why, and then I'm able to make a plan forward. So I want to talk about a couple of things right now before then we fully answer the question of how do you start finding yourself again when you go through grief again making sure that we all understand grief is an encompassing word that describes any type of loss one of the things that we experience is called identity attachment and with identity attachment it really impacts our sense of self because our sense of self is often intertwined with the roles we play and the relationships that we have. So when we lose someone close to us or we lose a job or a friendship or a dream, we can lose part of our identity connected to that relationship or dream for our life. So for example, when... I experienced a late pregnancy loss. There was a lot of grief surrounding that. And one of the things that I grieved was this identity. And during that time, during that pregnancy, my identity attachment was to that of being a mother. And so when I lost our baby, I also lost the identity that I was finding in motherhood. And I wanted that so badly, but now my identity in the world in which I was living shifted. I wasn't going out into the world as an active mom. When people saw me, they didn't see me with kids. I wasn't doing the things every day that you would do as an active mother, right? I was still a mom, but my identity around that changed and that created so much grief for me. So if you have lost a job, maybe now you are not attached to that role that was such a big part of your life and you're like, man, where do I fit in into my new workplace or how do I find a new job that can fill that void? Or if you lost a friendship, you know, I used to be so-and-so's best friend, but now I'm not. What does that mean for me? There's so much loss with identity attachment that we don't often talk about or realize that is even happening But that's one of the reasons that we can feel like we have lost ourselves because truly our identity has changed. Now, the second reason why you might feel like you have lost yourself is because of the emotional overload. And I want to validate this because grief brings a huge complexity of mixed emotions. It can bring sadness. It can bring guilt, confusion, anger, relief sometimes. And dealing with them is so overwhelming and it can make it difficult to connect with and recognize your own identity. Let me say that again. It is very common 
when we go through grief or loss that we feel disconnected to ourselves. We are now having new emotions that we haven't ever felt before and they are coming in such an overwhelming way that our brains, our bodies literally do not know how to process them. And so the emotional overload brings us a sense of not knowing even who we are anymore or feeling like we can't find ourselves because we are now dealing with increased emotions that is changing how we view the world, how we react to other people, our capacity, our our energy levels. And because grief brings a disconnection to yourself and to others, it's also why it can feel so lonely and so confusing. What you once thought and felt about life it changes. And that's something to grieve all in itself. That could be a whole nother podcast episode. But part of your identity goes with that. And a third thing that you can experience after grief is that your values start changing. What you once valued might not feel so important anymore. This used to be important to me, but now it's not because now I am valuing more time with my family or I'm valuing my boundaries or whatever it is. Values change after grief. Actually, it can be a good thing. That can be a sign of post-traumatic growth, which means that you are reevaluating your life because you want to pay more attention to the things that really fill you up. You know, the other day I was driving down the street and there was a car that was broken down and its blinkers were flashing. So it was just stuck there, but traffic was moving. So everyone was moving around like whizzing by this car. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, This is what grief feels like. You have this thing happen where you are literally just broken down. You do not know how to move forward. You're sitting there on the side of the road and you want people to slow down with you because you don't even know how to keep up. You don't know what you're supposed to do in that moment. But the rest of the world just keeps going. And that can be a really difficult thing to navigate in grief. You feel like your world has stopped because it has but everyone else's life continues. And then you try to figure out where do I fit in? How can I even find my lane again? Is there space for me? And then we start feeling like I don't even know who I am anymore. So how do we find ourselves again? And first, we need to reframe that. And I like asking the question, how do I uncover who I am now? And what do I want for my life? I don't believe that you've lost yourself. I believe she might be buried under a lot of pressure and grief and a new life, but she's still there. So how do we uncover her? How do we give her permission to come alive again? How do we give her the tools that she needs to feel safe in this new world so that she can come alive again? And the very first thing, which you might not like to hear, but I promise you, it is the most important is acknowledgement. We cannot heal what we don't feel. And until we acknowledge our feelings, that healing process, it just cannot start. We have to acknowledge where we are at so that we can then get to where we want to go. This can be really difficult because it means sitting with some hard emotions, which is why I recommend therapy being somewhere safe so that you can have the extra support that you need. But we have to acknowledge so that that pain can 
go somewhere else outside of us so that it is not destroying us from the inside anymore. And so it can be dealt with and so that it can stop popping up in other areas. Maybe it's anger or frustration or putting ourselves last or running too fast by taking on more work projects or traveling, trying to avoid feeling certain things. Acknowledging what you have been through, which girl, I know it's been a lot acknowledging that and having that validation from yourself and then having someone else validate that is so important. It is the first step on this healing journey. Now, the second thing is we need to figure out what we value now. If you feel like you want to find yourself again, your values might have changed And that might be feeling really confusing because you used to value certain things and now you're like, but that doesn't even make me feel good anymore. So now who am I? Figuring out what you value can add so much more joy back into your life. When we can dig into what we value, it helps give a clearer direction on where it is that we want to be headed and who it is that we want to be. So here's an example of values. These are my four values in order of things that are my non-negotiables that became non-negotiable after a lot of grief and loss in my life. The number one is family. Number two is freedom of my time. Number three is the impact that I'm able to make on other people and then connection. Those are my core values and those shifted a lot over the past few years and I realized that I was doing things from my old life that I was now trying to bring into this new life with this new lens that grief gave me that just didn't fit anymore. And I kept feeling like, why do I feel this way? I used to do these routines all the time and this is just what I've always done. Why does it feel so bad? And it's because I've changed. My values changed, but I didn't recognize that. And allowing myself to shift my values into this new perspective of life that I have has helped me reconnect with who I am and who I want to be. I always joke, I I got a haircut. I chopped off all my hair a couple months ago, actually, for my daughter's first birthday. (laughs) And I got home and my husband joked. He said, oh my gosh, it's like Ashley 2.0. But that's how grief can also make us feel as we are healing through it. When we adjust our values and start finding just little pieces of joy in our life again, it can feel like the 2.0 version of you because you're the same, but you're different from what you've learned and having compassion for yourself and allowing yourself to change and shift can help you uncover yourself again. Now, the third thing that can make even more of a big impact than we might even realize is the need to create a routine. And let me tell you why this can help you find yourself again, uncover yourself again. The disruption of past routines can lead to a loss of direction and emptiness. And whenever there's any sort of grief or change or loss, our routines are impacted. And when our daily patterns are disrupted, it can make it easier to not recognize ourselves. We experience this absence of familiar activities and familiar habits, things that we know work for us, things that fill us up. And when we don't have access to those or to those people anymore in our life, it can become really hard to 
not be in that same routine and needing to figure out what we fill our time and ourselves with in grief or in the period during postpartum or in big life changes. One of the things that goes out the door very first in everyone's daily routine is eating well and how much sleep you're getting. Those two things alone disrupt us and our brains and how we feel so much. When I was in the depths of my grief, I lost so much weight and people would ask me all the time, how did you lose this weight? You look so good. You, I didn't look good. I looked terrible. I looked ill. I looked sick. I was sick because my stomach was in so much pain all the time from the anxiety and the grief that I was carrying that it was really difficult for me to eat. That was one of the first things that changed. Then at night I wasn't able to sleep. So I would be up like all night and then I would sleep in pretty late because I was also depressed. So I didn't want the day to start. That caused so much disruption to my routine. And so being able to look at the things in your life that have changed your routine can help you focus in on knowing where it is that you want to rebuild and find new things that can help you fill back up again. And you do that by first realizing what your new values are and creating a routine and habits surrounding those values. There's a second wave of grief that we don't really talk about a lot that comes as you discover who you are now. Like after the event or after the loss or the life change. And it's the feeling that comes because life is changing. It did change. You changed. Maybe who you are hanging out with is changing. And there's a grief to that because maybe relationships are lost. Or you might realize that boundaries are important now because your emotional capacity has just completely changed And you're learning how to say no and also seeing relationships change because of that. Maybe friendships look different. Maybe you're not talking to friends as much as you were before. And there's grief with that as well. There might be people who also don't understand your grief. It can be really eye-opening to see who your real people are after you go through something hard as you see who shows up for you and who doesn't ever say anything or who doesn't ever really come by, I experienced a lot of grief in that and just realizing that at no fault to them, right? Because they didn't experience the thing. They didn't know how to show up or, and and I also didn't tell them how I wanted them to show up. So I didn't even give them the chance, but that can also be a part of grief where you realize the friendships maybe that you have had in the past aren't the same ones that are going to serve you and this new future that you're living in you and there's a mourning that comes with that and there might also be people who don't understand your grief so it makes it hard because they didn't show up for you so now you're reevaluating those relationships listen i know that that brave wonderful woman is still there She's still inside of you. How do I know that? Because you are here right now. Because look at all the things that you have gone through and you're still here living through it. She just wants to be uncovered. 
and you're listening to that poll because you are finding the resources and the tools and you're asking the right questions so that you can help her come alive again. And I want to remind you that you are deserving of it. You are worthy of joy. There is still so much good waiting for you and you are not lost. You're just waiting to be uncovered. I hope these three tools today can help you start finding parts of yourself again that make you feel like you are coming alive and listen. It is a day-by-day, step-by-step journey that some days feels easier than others and other days you might feel like you're not making any progress at all. But even just being here and acknowledging your feelings is huge progress. Progress that most people do not allow themselves to even get to. This was such a fun conversation for me to have with you today. And uh, I cannot wait to have more of these conversations with you every single week. Thank you so much for being here and for being a part of the Healing Her podcast. I'm so honored you joined us for this episode of the Healing Her podcast, where healing isn't just a destination, it's an empowering, transformative adventure. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss brand new episodes each Tuesday. And if you're ready for more tangible tools, make sure you grab my best-selling book, I Am Here, wherever books are sold, or in the link in the show notes below. Take good care of yourself until I see you again next week.